City, Los Angeles, and Chicago are three U.S. cities that typically come to mind when discussing homelessness in America. But what about Omaha, Nebraska? My name is Skyler. I'm Annie. I'm Jim. I'm MM. And I'm Racy. And together we are the 402 Crew. The truth is, no city is safe from the ramifications of economic disparities, lack of job opportunities, and poor access to health care which limits thousands of citizens' ability to properly provide for themselves. Being succumbed to such limitations often leads to eviction notices, forcing hundreds of Americans to become homeless every single day. And amid a pandemic, these numbers are only continuing to rise. In our own backyard, our loved ones in the Omaha metro area who may be respected veterans, youth, people who are unemployed, may have addictions or dealing with untreated mental illness, face great risk of becoming homeless and losing hope for means of survival. According to the Oxford Encyclopedia of Social Work, homelessness is formally defined by the United States government as when a person lacks a fixed, regular, and adequate nighttime residence, and if they sleep in a shelter designated for temporary living accommodations or in places not designated for human habitation. Today, we will be discussing homelessness statistics and the resources available. MM is going to discuss her experience on homelessness in her home country, Nigeria. Jim will be speaking about his experience of being homeless as a young child, and Aracy and Annie will be focusing on the Sienna Francis House and its contribution, as well as answering the question, what can we do to help? Now, Jim is going to explain more detail who we are as a group. Take it away, Jim. Thanks, Skylar. Our small group has been forming since January and we feel led to speak and share about a topic we are so passionate about. As a group, our top three values are compassion, respect, and creativity. With compassion being our strongest value and homelessness hitting home for a few of us personally, we wanted to take a deep dive into this topic for our surrounding area. In addition, we wanted to see what resources are available and what opportunities there are to volunteer. We had the pleasure of talking with Gregory from Table Grace as he gave us insight on his journey dealing with homelessness. We were also able to sit down with Tim Soley, the development director at the Sienna Francis House, and listen to the resources available to those who might need them. But first, we have a few team members who have experienced homelessness. Jim, can you share with us what homelessness means to you and what you have experienced? Thanks, Aracy. Yeah, when I think of being homeless, it takes me back to when I was seven years old. My father left my mother on Christmas morning and I never saw him again. From the time I was about seven years old until I was in fifth grade, my mom struggled to keep a roof over our head. She was a waitress at a small coffee shop and worked off tips. Most of the time it was to get just enough gas to put in the car to take us to a shelter. We lived in and out of shelters most of the time, but when they were full, we often found ourselves sleeping in the parking lot where my mom worked. If it wasn't for organizations like New Visions, who have a place in Omaha and in Council Bluffs, I'm not for sure if we would have made it. I talked to New Visions Shelter Director Dalton Messersmith, and he said, the mission of New Visions is to, help provi is to provide help, hope, and opportunity to their neighbors who are experiencing homelessness and hunger in the Council Bluffs and Omaha communities. They offer services like Mom's Place Meal Site that provides 90,000 meals each year to single men, 
women, children, and families who are experiencing food insecurity. They distribute over 20,000 pounds of food each month. In addition to food, they provide food pantries and personal care items. They even have on-site health and dental screenings provided by All Care Community Health Center. They also provide the, uh, and partner with the Heartland Family Service who provides services to improve stability. Services like these is what helped my mom feed and provide shelter for her two boys while she was going through a rough time in her life. And this helped bring a sense of stability for our whole family. According to the National Center for Homelessness, a staggering 2.5 million children are now homeless each year in America. This historic high represents one in every 30 children in the United States. Each year, New Visions Homeless Services provides more than 36,000 nights of shelter to 800 plus individuals. They serve approximately 90,000 meals to 2,400 people and provide 23,500 nights of housing to 150 plus individuals. I'm glad you could share your story, Jim. When I think about this topic, I'm always very sensitive because having to grow up in a poor country where people could care less about others is really depressing and sad. Homelessness in Nigeria is quite different from what I see here in America. Nigeria currently has one of the largest homeless populations in the entire world. A large cause of it is due to terrorist activities that has caused a great damage to over 2 million homeless people since 2009. Another cause of homelessness is due to a very common natural disaster called flood. Also, being exposed to homelessness, the children or teenagers are exposed to unfortunate situations like being raped, resulting in kids being born in a situation where they have no home or no money. Unfortunately, the rate of homelessness keeps increasing. There is almost like a demarcation between the rich people and the homeless people. Some of the homeless people who are opportune to come around the island, which is known for the rich, they might have trekked a long distance to get there and they sleep under the bridges, railway stations, hanging over your car window to beg for money. Most of them have a tool like a washing foam with a bottle of water to clean your car screen just to get a tip so they can buy food. In a lot of cases, some might not even get tips. Majority of Nigerians try to shove them away without compassion for them. Some of them sleep on the curb and wake up back again to beg for help. It becomes a daily routine. Most of them have been there for years without help except for the fortunate ones. Most of them who are fortunate are the youths who are homeless and are picked from the streets and given food and shelter and trained to go to school. Education is their pathway to success. We do have a government that is supposed to look into the case because of the high rate of homelessness in the country, but they really don't care. Instead, they use the money for their family and children and spend it on things that are not necessary, like cars, trips, and so on. The only lifesaver for the homeless people is individual choice. There are few organizations who offer housing, food, and clothes to the homeless, but I wish we can spread awareness so that the rate of homelessness can be less. According to Joshua Roberts from a Nigerian newspaper called The Sun, homelessness is an unfortunate reality for many Nigerians. Several organizations have also made strides to compact the problem. If awareness continues to spread, lives should improve and change. 
at the end of the day, it makes you realize just how fortunate we are and it makes you think about the things we take for granted, like having a roof over our head and free meals. The sad truth is that you never realize how lucky you are until it's all gone. Thank you, Jim and MM, for giving us insight on your experiences dealing with homelessness. I can imagine it's not an easy topic to discuss, but we can all agree that it's a conversation we need to have. The unfortunate truth is that there are millions of stories similar to those of MMs and Jims. There are many variables that play a role in making it difficult for people to escape out of the vicious cycle of homelessness. Some never manage to escape. While the issue continues to persist, fortunately, there are organizations who strive to serve those in need. The Sienna Francis House is one of the many organizations here in the Omaha metro area whose ultimate goal is to end homelessness by helping individuals reach permanent housing. Annie and I had the opportunity to discuss with Tim Sully, the development director here at the Sienna Francis House, and talk a little bit about the services provided. One of the special services provided in the Sienna Francis House, besides emergency shelter, is a drug recovery program. Tim Soli goes into further detail. Called our Miracles uh, Treatment and Recovery uh, Program, or in-house we call it our Miracles Program. And it is a, uh, a four-month minimum stay program for people who are um, who suffer from substance abuse disorders and or are duly diagnosed with uh, maybe a mental health issue often together. And so um, it's in our, uh, we have a re uh, renovated Bayright building. And so our program here on campus. And so that program is housed uh, here on campus. It's an 80 bed program. Uh, it is uh, 48 men and uh, 32 women and maximum. And we have state licensed counselors um, who administer the program. and. It's based on, the, it's a traditional 12-step um, uh, model of, uh, of recovery. And so, um, so On top of the recovery program, the Sienna Francis House provides supporting housing, which aligns with their mission statement of helping individuals navigate their path to housing. And then we also have permanent housing apartments here on campus. Permanent Supportive Housing (PSH) is the acronym, and it's a um, you know there's a number of organizations in town that have PSH uh, Permanent Supportive Housing, including Santa Francis House. Ours are we have 48 units of single occupancy uh, units for men and women, men or women, and in buildings. And um, so it's for people who were uh, chronically homeless and had a disabling condition that was a variable in their homelessness. Based on the Sienna Francis House 2019 annual report, there were 301 individuals who participated in the Miracles program. And out of the 301, there was 20, 223 individuals who exited and or completed the program and 84 individuals who successfully completed the program. Talking with Tim was great. Not only did he explain some of the services they provide, but in general, it was great to see how the organization cares about the homeless community and their sincere interest in helping individuals who need that extra push. 
That extra push can come in a form as simple as providing a warm meal, a warm and dry place to stay, and or helping them find the resources needed to lead them out of the cycle of homelessness. Thank you so much for sharing, Aracy. Along with the Miracles program, Tim discussed the importance of organizations such as the Santa Francis House, mentioning that the home has quite literally saved, saved lives. Tim discussed in his interview how guests did not see a future for themselves prior to entering the programs offered at the house. According to the United States Interagency Council on Homelessness, as of January 2019, Nebraska had an estimated 2,365 experiencing homelessness on any given day. Of that total, 201 were family households, 175 were veterans, 151 were unaccompanied young adults aged 18 to 24, and 454 were individuals experiencing chronic homelessness. The Sienna Francis House here in Omaha offers housing to better serve individuals experiencing homelessness who need a place to live and supportive assistance. The Sienna Francis House is constantly growing. As of 2019, renovation work began on the former Barite shelter, creating residential, programmatic, and administrative space to serve as the new home of our miracles of the Miracles Addiction Treatment and Recovery Program. Keeping organizations such as the homeless, such as the Omaha Sienna Francis House, is vital. When thinking about homelessness, it is important to realize how many people are affected and how these programs provide mental health resources, shelter, and safety that many vulnerable people need. Thank you, Annie. So far, we've been able to hear about the resources provided by the Sienna Francis House and New Vision Center. But what about the rest of us? What can we do to help? What is the process if I wanted to volunteer to help at your organization? Tim Soli of the Sienna Francis House shared with us the different ways we can give back. Well, sure. And so our organization operates at the pleasure of the community. We're not a we're not part of a larger, we don't have a parent organization, a national organization. We are a um, ultimately a grassroots uh, uh, organization that started in 1975 and um, as homelessness has grown, Santa Francis House has grown. And, and so, um, but yeah, we, we, we exist because people allow us to. And so what that means is that we, um, we appreciate, we ask for and appreciate financial monetary support of our organization, um, which uh, is vital to help allowing us to continue to provide our services and help people who come here get those emergency services and then to get out of here ultimately. Um, and so um, that's one way. Another way, obviously, is, you know, all the, I mentioned those in-kind donations. So uh, people make, uh, people can make in-kind donations, which are stuff we need, like I mentioned before, clothing, food um, of all sorts, um, personal care items. Uh, so we do have, on our website, we do have a daily meat list um, that are some of the items I mentioned. We also have a critical needs list uh, we call on, on Wednesdays, today's Wednesday. So we are updating our uh, what we need Wednesday list on social media. And so that'll be going out. So 
our more critical needs, we update that weekly and both on social media and also on our website. And so those are more of the particular needs that uh, our programs, whether it's a kitchen or our clothing areas or our overseas or clothing and personal care items um, or some other, some other areas. So um, if we need to have particular needs, uh, we appreciate receiving donations in that way, uh, in-kind donations. And also we have a fairly robust volunteer program. Um, Pre-COVID, it was more robust. Um, during COVID, it kind of fell off the face of the earth. And so it's now starting to come back. Um, but our lunches and dinner meals are, you know, in our in a perfect world, they'd be served by mainly by outside volunteer individuals or groups. Um, and obviously lunch is midday, but it's like 1045 until about one o'clock. And then dinner is from, I think, 415 until maybe 615, 630. And so, um, and we also have volunteer needs in our laundry area, our loading dock, pantry, um, and some other one-off projects. Um, so those are, those are kind of the ways that people can be involved. While homelessness might seem impossible to some, the reality is that it can happen to any one of us. Like the Stevens Center in Siena Francis House, many shelters and other local nonprofits desperately need volunteers. Fulfilling duties such as kitchen cleaning, meal preparation, and laundry service are just a few ways you can lend a hand to the community. Donations are another way to improve the lives of those in need. The Stevens Center in Siena Francis House accepts necessities such as toiletries, cleaning supplies, toilet paper, and more. Thank you for sharing that useful information with us, Kyla. Another great organization here in Omaha that shows support to the homeless community is the Table Grace Cafe. Table Grace Cafe mission statement offers well-prepared food served with dignity while also providing opportunities for transformation, both personally and spirituality through hospitality, music, and fellowship. We had the pleasure to talk with Greg Foote, the assistant manager and sauce chef at Table Grace and listen to his personal experience dealing with homelessness and the importance of Table Grace. Greg first experienced homelessness at the early age of 18 while living in his hometown in central Illinois. Throughout the years, Greg moved more and more to the West until eventually he found himself in Omaha. Greg took refuge in shelters like the Sienna Francis House and would wander around the city looking for a decent meal. In one particular day, when he had nothing to eat, Greg stumbled upon the Table Grace Cafe. In the moment of our interview, Greg expressed how surprised he was to see the good quality and amount of food he was receiving just by making a small donation. Greg found himself frequently visiting the cafe, helping out, and soon ended up building a rapport with them. Through Table Grace, Greg mentioned that he was able to find his purpose, making great food and helping people out. When asked what was one of the biggest things that made Table Grace stand out, Greg confidently stated, the hand of aptitude. At first, I was a little confused by his statement, but Greg went on to illustrate the scene for us. He compared it to the saying, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Greg had personally mentioned that he had known people that had been homeless or struggling for years now because they were always looking for a free handout. But at Table Grace, they want to provide a means of teaching in a manner that is dignified and respectful. Greg passionately conveyed that they weren't just handing out free food. A donation had to be made, whether it's an art piece, singing, 
doing a chore, or simply giving cash. He called it a trade of value for value, but it did, didn't necessarily have to be an equal value, but just something of significance. The cafe also offers events like Bible service and occasionally hosts music nights and special menus. They also offer a unique 10-day training program where applicants are treated like regular employees and are taught basic kitchen skills. Once the training is done, Table Grace helps them set up a resume and job search. Listening to Greg was very eye-opening as we not only got to hear about his personal story dealing with homelessness, but the mission behind Table Grace. One thing that really stood out to me was Greg's passion when stating that Table Grace Cafe is a restaurant that gives people dignity and serves everyone in the community. In Greg's words, he mentioned that nobody is sitting at one table eating a steak while the next guy is eating a peanut butter sandwich. At Table Grace, everyone's eating the same nutritious meal. Table Grace happily nurses, nurses hungry bodies and souls. A common stereotype is that many homeless people are drug abusers or alcoholics. A high percentage of homeless people do struggle with substance abuse, but addiction should be treated as a mental illness that requires a great deal of counseling, treatment, and support to overcome. For many homeless people, substance abuse co-occurs with mental illness. Oftentimes, people untreated with mental illness will use drugs as a form of self-medication. According to the National Coalition for the Homeless, the 2009 study found that substance abuse is often the cause of homelessness. Addictive disorders disrupt relationships with family and friends and often cause people to lose their jobs. For people who are already struggling to pay their bills, the onset or worsening of an addiction may cause them to lose their housing. In many situations, however, substance abuse is a result of homelessness rather than a cause. People who are homeless often turn to drugs and alcohol to cope with their situations. They use substances in an attempt to attain temporary relief from their problems. In reality, however, substance de dependence only worsens their problems and decreases their ability to achieve employment, stability, and get off the streets. Breaking an addiction is difficult for anyone, especially for substance abusers who are homeless. Motivation to stop using is very difficult or non-existent. For many homeless people, survival is more important than personal growth and development, and finding food and shelter take a higher priority than drug counseling. Many homeless people have also become estranged from their families and friends. Without a social support network, recovering from a substance addiction is very difficult. We have the chance to discuss with Mike Welling from the staple, from the Stevens Center, the HERO program. The HERO program provides substance abuse treatment for low income and homeless individuals. Services are also provided for those who are duly diagnosed with both substance abuse and mental illness. The HERO program is a state licensed, nationally accredited facility utilizing evidence-based practices and client-focused care. Mike Welling explains the HERO program. Our, our HERO program is co-occurring, co so uh, we assume if you have an addiction issue, there's an underlying mental health um, issue or concern, and um, there always is. Um, it's been nearly 20 years since we started it, and I think it's been licensed since 2006. Um, but the journey is, that's how we differ. Um, Medicaid and and some of the other um, paying sources are quite prescriptive. 
And um, we have phase one, phase two, and phase three. Um, generally, you know, people go through phase one in about a month and they enter phase two. And phase two is um, depends upon their own progress. But um, we have individuals who have been in phase one for a number of months. And then um, and individuals who are in phase two for a, for a long time. In fact, it is so common that we opened up um, we had an old in HUD's world, they used to have what they call transitional living. This goes back to the early 2000s or probably the late 1990s. But um, we turned that building, which is eight units, into what we call uh, hero expansion. And that is for individuals in phase two and phase three who just need a longer time to not only um, get to the root cause of what of what their issues are, but they also need the ability to rebuild their support system so that they're able to go out into the world. Providing different levels of care and programs for each guest at the Stevens Center ensures that everyone will have a unique, personalized plan suited for them. The stigma surrounding the homelessness community is sad and needs to change. Speaking with Mike about the challenges many people face surrounding addiction, was very eye-opening in the fact that almost every addict has underlying mental health issues. Having a place like the Stevens Center in Omaha is a great step in the right direction when it comes to providing care and resources for the vulnerable. By implementing a housing solution, we will be able to successfully lower the homeless population and enable these people to be successful members of society. There is no quick fix to all life situations situations, but a solid base provides the foundations upon which to improve the welfare of the homeless. The first step in change is the change in attitudes toward these people who are less fortunate. This situation should be taken care of as soon as possible as it affects many Americans' lives. The building will take time, but an attitude change and implementing a plan to help those in current homeless situations will be beneficial to everyone involved. One solution for mental health and financial stability is to be able to get the person the resources they need. Very few organizations are able to do this. This reduces the number of homeless people on the street, even if it's to take a few courses or train them with a skill or even learn a new craft. Thankfully, we have options in the, home, in the Omaha area. We hope you have enjoyed today's podcast and have been inspired to volunteer at a local homeless organization near you. If you want to know more about these organizations, you can head over to tablegraceministries.com, siennafrancishouse.com, newvisionshs.org, and stevenscenter.org. Until next time, stay classy, Omaha. <laughs>